0: Welcome to Legendary Forces, a Star Wars podcast. In this series, five podcasters take on the role of hardcore Star Wars fans of the past, examining each film, television, or literary release as they would have experienced it from 1977 forward. Okay, so that's my long-winded way of explaining to you for our first episode what Legendary Forces is all about. So, I'm Nathan Laws. You might know me from the 42 cast or from the Time Streams podcast. And Star Wars is one of those sort of perennial series that, you know, has been around for a really long time. There's been a lot of contents about it. And kind of like Doctor Who or Star Trek, I mean, those I think are kind of like the big three that this has been true of. And one of the things that comes up from a series like that is, you know, you get people talking about like, well, oh this new content isn't as good or this new content contradicts this or new people come in and they're like, this is great. And then there's like discussions about, well, how can you think that? Because, you know, I've been in it from the beginning and it's great. You know, this is the old stuff's great. And so kind of like with time streams, but a, a little bit different. I really wanted to look at star Wars because that's something where there's been a lot of conversations about this over the years, over multiple generations talking about, Star Wars, as it's developed, what's real Star Wars, What isn't real Star Wars? And you know, sort of examining those ideas of continuity and canon, and does that really matter? or does that really add to a series? Does it detract from a series? So that's what we're going to look at, basically with the show, is we're going to go from the beginning and sort of be like, okay, if I was a fan in 1977 and I came in from the beginning. How would I experience Star Wars? And is it worth anyone now, looking back from 2021, to go back to some of this stuff that, yeah, it's no longer quote-unquote canon, but is it any good? You know, is it worth checking out? So that's kind of in a nutshell what we're going to be talking about with this show and hopefully for a very long time to come. But uh, I'm not doing this alone. There are going to be five of us, and because with podcasts, you know, when you have a lot of people it can get kind of bogged down, generally there will only be four of us at a time on an episode, we'll kind of rotate in and out, but for this first one, it's all five of us and when we talk about the movies, I think where it's always going to be all five of us, and so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my castmates, and first up, uh, she is my co-host on Time Streams, also, and that is my friend Juliette. How are you doing, Juliet?
1: I am doing extremely well. I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. glad it's
1: Star Wars.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, this is this is really awesome because it's like, I was so happy that there are other people who are willing not only to watch Star Wars stuff and not just the movies and TV shows, but like go like, oh no, I'll go back and read like the comics from the 70s and stuff like that. So, you know, this is really cool. So Juliet, I'm going to ask this to everybody. How did you get into Star Wars?
1: I think I accidentally watched part of Return of the Jedi when I was a kid. I very clearly remember seeing scenes of Jabba's palace, even though I wasn't supposed to because, uh, my dad at the time, he did not approve of anything science fiction or science fantasy related. So it was kind of just a a snuck moment on the television. Now, my mom was pregnant with me when she saw Empire Strikes Back, so I think it's in my blood. And once that whole situation changed, she totally just let me dive into Star Wars. But the first thing I can remember, I remember seeing is Jabba's Palace.
0: Okay, very cool. And next up, uh, she is someone that I have done a virtual con with and is somebody that has been on the 42 cast a couple of times. And that is my friend, Corey. How are you doing, Corey?
2: I am doing great because we're going to talk about some Star Wars.
0: Yeah. So how did you get into Star Wars?
2: It's kind of funny because I don't remember a time before Star Wars in my life, which is mm. really weird to say. It's, it has been, I think, my major fandom for as long as I can remember. Some of my earliest memories mm. are were watching the short-lived Ewoks and Droids cartoons on rerun very early in the morning or certain times. And I was just in love with that. And then the addition of the films, because my mother was very supportive and was like, Oh, here have all these things. And it just sort of spiraled into that moment of, wait, there's more. And, and there's always more star Wars, thankfully. So yeah, there's never been a time that I haven't loved this thing.
0: Yeah. That story is pretty similar to mine. Cause I forgot to actually say my story. Which is that I I don't remember, Star Wars and Star Trek, original Star Trek, are the two things that I don't remember a time when I hadn't seen them. And I remember watching Empire and Jedi for the first time, but original Star Wars, we had a VHS tape in my house. I don't know where it came from. It wasn't a store-bought one, it was like a taped one. And I don't know where it came from or, or how we had it, but, and that was the thing. Like every day when I came home from school, I asked mom to put it in the VCR and I would watch it. And so, it's always been a part of my life. So I don't remember a first time for Star Wars either. And I do remember watching the droids in the Ewoks cartoon when I was a little kid also.
2: I was obsessed.
0: Which will be interesting when we get to those. Oh, I like that the droids cartoon, though, actually ends right before A New Hope. Like, it actually segues into A New Hope. So it actually, like, does have, like, the sort of through line there. So that was something, that even as a kid, that kind of excited me that there was, like, actually a connection between the movies and the, and the cartoon, but so next up we have somebody who is a regular contributor to the ESO network, reviewing movies over there, both in print and on the podcast. And she has been on the 42 cast also, and that is my friend Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley?
3: Good. I am super hyped to be a part of this project. It's been one of my longtime geek dreams to be on a Star Wars-focused podcast, so I could talk about Star Wars for hours and hours. So I'm looking forward to the fact that we get to do just that over the series of this podcast.
0: I was about to say, it will be hours and hours as I, I looked through, because on Wikipedia. For those who don't know, it is a, it is a, uh, a website for congregating all Star Wars knowledge, Wikipedia. There is a way of actually getting it to just give you a list chronologically of all Star Wars media.
3: Nice. And
0: I was looking through it, and I was like, you know, I expected it to be huge once you get up to, like, the 2000s, right? I was not prepared for how much media was just, like, in the 80s. Like, you know, it starts out small, like, each year, 77. Oh, yeah, a few things, 78, 79. But like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much. <laughs> so it's uh, Yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So, uh, Ashley, how did you get into Star Wars?
3: Well, I would say I didn't really get super deep into geek culture until later in high school and college, which is when I really started diving into movies, things like that. Um, I have gotten interested in the MCU, Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who, but some. There's always been something special about Star Wars. know what? No matter what new thing distracts me, I always come back to that. And I think the first Star Wars movie I watched was Empire Strikes Back. And I watched them all in kind of a random order, kind of mixed together with the prequels. So I don't necessarily recommend that to new fans, just like hopping around. But I feel like I kind of encountered this wonderful new universe kind of all at the same time. And... One of my favorite experiences as a fan when Disney purchased Lucasfilm and started announcing that they would produce new movies was right around the time that I got started with blogging and podcasting. So I feel like I've been kind of able to watch this era as it develops and from the ground up. So I'm excited to see how it continues to grow in the future.
0: Yeah, and of course, with the announcements that they've made recently about just how many star wars series are coming it's just, oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like so
3: much star wars i felt like i needed to lay down after that right. announcement and just kind of process all that for a little bit
0: <laughs> right oh man well it's uh yeah very cool And uh, finally we have someone who you might know from the watchathon of rassilon podcast he's also been a guest on the 42 cast and that is my buddy joe how are you doing joe doing pretty good how are you i'm doing okay I had an MRI today and a near-death experience, but things are going okay. <laughs> <Nah>. That's exciting? <laughs> or... <Yeah. laughs> I posted a GIF that nobody responded to after I had my MRI that I've been magnetized, and I did the little scene from the X-Men animated series where Professor Xavier drops the watch and it goes to his wheelchair. <laughs> and, yeah. That's what nice. I was thinking about while I was getting my MRI.
4: <laughs> <laughs> nice distraction. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, how'd you get into Star Wars, Joe? I'm uh, sort of similar in that I don't remember when I first watched Star Wars. I remember, like, we had the... Uh, my parents had the, like, the original trilogy and, like, that box set, the, like, black box set on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, i watched those, like, all the time. I remember being very excited when uh, episode one was coming out and like my, I got uh the darth maul lightsaber and i was at like just the right age to not be disappointed in it when it came out <laughs> so like we went all like went and saw it and i was very excited my uh uncle worked at a grocery store and had like a big pepsi banner that had anakin skywalker on it and i he got that for me from the grocery store and i had it like plastered on my bedroom wall so, like, I was super into it. I've never really gotten into, like, the expanded stuff. I've I've seen the the Ewok movies. I might have seen Droids. I don't remember. And I've seen The Mandalorian, but, uh, and, like, the other little spin- the spin-off movies. But I haven't seen, I haven't, like, read any of the books or the, the comics or anything like that. But I've always wanted to. But I've I'm a very continuity freak. So, like, I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna start from the beginning and go through. But I've never really had an excuse to. Because I was like, that's going to be a big time sink. So doing a podcast is perfect. Now, now I have a reason to do it. So thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, you. Scr- you're welcome. You scratch my OCD itch, <laughs> Joe. Because like when you're on like the Watchtower Ass Line, you're like, no, it's going to be strictly chronological. <laughs> and I'm like,
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's right. I'm the same way. <laughs> and you were talking about like if you ever do like something with Star Trek, it has to be like all the episodes, like when the shows are at the same time. Like, when they aired, like, and you're going to have to watch them on the right
4: order, and I'm like, yeah, that's When I used to get my friends into Buffy and Angel, I would, like, make lists of, like, here's how you watch the episodes. So, (laughs) yeah. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) I didn't go quite that with my daughter because it was, like, a hassle to switch out the DVDs. So, like, we would do, like, one Next Gen and then one Deep Space Nine DVD. Like, we would still... Have it pretty much in sync, but not exactly every episode per air date. My
4: wife wanted to murder me when we watched Buffy and Angel because I was watching the DVDs, but she was watching them on Netflix, which has the wrong aspect ratio. So I would Mm. have her like put stuff on the side of the screen (laughs) to cover it up so it wouldn't be widescreen. (laughs) She said she did it most of the time, but not always. (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, I'm,
0: I'm terrible.
4: <laughs> you're you
0: you're next level. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, it's it, like I said that that's this is why I'm excited about this is because everybody's coming to this from. Uh I want to know more about Star Wars and I want to do more with Star Wars. And so do I. Cause I mean, even with the novels, I was reading the novels for a while pretty well, but then college happened and get married and have kids and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, I don't read like I used to. So I got to kind of like force myself to like have more time to like read this stuff,
4: make it a responsibility. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: to do this now. I'm committed. <laughs> all right. So, um, Just a few more questions, just so everybody knows a little bit about us. And this time I'm going to start with you, Joe. Why is Star Wars important to you?
4: It's just good. It's fun. Like, I've I've always enjoyed it. It's, it was, you know, one of the, it's like one of the sort of the easiest things to get into, to get into like sci-fi fantasy stuff. Um, I feel like it's like a good entry point. And there's like so much of it now, too. So like, there's something for everyone. Like, even, like, you got the movies, which are, like, pretty basic for anybody. And then you have, like, there's all sorts of shows for different age groups. So I think it's just a very expansive universe for, and you can do anything with it. And and anybody can get in on it. So I think that's pretty cool. All
0: right. And Juliet, what about you?
1: It's important to me because it's... Full of characters that are so... That, that seem very black and white on the outside and have always had so many shades of grey in there. And even as a kid, I loved to think about the fact that Luke wanted to save his father. And his father, you know, sa- his father did it. And to me, it just... It felt very real. Like I felt like these were, were as real to me as my own family. And they still are. And very very many ways but yeah i i love the the many complex layers that are below right underneath that whole black and white exterior literally black and white exterior with the costumes it's not to mention just john williams's score kind of scores my entire life
0: that's fair i'm uh, just saying yeah that's fair no i mean with me i think joe kind of hit on it. it's kind of similar to what joe was saying uh, to, is that Star Wars is all, and, and partially it's probably because it was one of the first things that I, you know, saw and got into as a little kid. But also, I think even looking at it and examining it, and comparing it to other things, I think it's the original trilogy hits on something really primal. And it's it's sort of these archetypes that, you know, like sort of like you can find in other media. And it's sort of like this nice, really great mix of character types of themes it's all like the best heroic themes it's all like the best character archetypes all together in a single story and you see sort of riffs on that in other things but i don't think it's ever put together as well
1: i mean it is the perfect example of the hero's journey it is the hero's journey i mean look at the power of myth that's all they talk about it's just the two of them talking about it and Jungian archetypes out the wazoo.
0: I mean, it's even a fusion of science fiction and fantasy. So I mean, it's like, and even then, so it's like, you can, you can then spin off from that into pure sci-fi or pure fantasy, but I've never seen the sci-fantasy done as well as Star Wars. And it kind of like primes you for both going either direction after that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that Star Wars is, is just a great way to even jump onto geek media in general. Ashley, what about you?
3: I just think that there's a lovely, timeless quality to Star Wars. It's amazing how well it has aged over the years, especially as a female fan. like I latched on to Princess Leia right away. When you compare her to maybe some of the other movies of that era, just how forward-thinking this type of character is, and that she's able to be in a leadership role and is treated with respect by the other characters. So I think It truly is one of our modern myths. I think like hundreds of years from now, people will still be telling Star Wars stories, or at least they hope they will be, just because it's such a universal aspect. I think there's something interesting for everybody. And I really liked how you mentioned the blend of science fiction and fantasy, just that really unique feeling. You have these spaceships, this exciting space exploration, but you also have this magic and mystery with the Force. So I think there really has been nothing else quite like this. And I think that's why it's continued to have such a special place in my heart and in the hearts of many fans.
0: Yeah, you hit on something I was going to talk about with the movie, and we're going to talk about, but uh, definitely with the Princess Leia character. But also the fact that, I love the fact that three people on this podcast are women, you know? I mean, I do think that Star Wars, I was I was making this point on a 42 cast episode, actually, that I don't see a lot of sexism in Star Wars. Now, one of the people on the podcast pointed out to me a line that I had forgotten, where, you know, Han says, like, now if we can avoid any female advice. So there's a little sexism in Star Wars, but in general, I don't recall, like, sexism in any of the Star Wars movies or shows or anything. It seems to be a very equal thing as far as, like, how women and men are treated in the Star Wars universe. I mean, not
1: unless it's specifically based on a ca- that, that, that race of characters.
0: Well, yeah, no, I mean, obviously Jabba, but Jabba's a scumbag, so you know, <laughs> it's a little bit different. He treats everybody
1: nasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, Corey, what about you? Why is Star Wars important to you?
2: So I think everyone has touched on a lot of really great things. And one of the things for me is my connection to Star Wars is very personal in a way. Because it's, it connects me to my family in a really weird way. I know this is really weird to say, but I'm going to kind of explain a little bit. When I was a kid, my grandparents lived in Orlando, which of course is where Disney is. And my grandfather specifically was always really encouraging for me to like all the weird stuff that I like. So they took me to Disney World and they couldn't ride a lot of the rides because they were older and it was kind of an issue, but they took me to the original Star Wars ride. that was there before this is, you know, like this is decades before galaxy's edge. This is decades before they had anything cool and they just had the ride. And he was like, okay, go And took me to the Ewok village. And this was the time when they still had actors playing Ewoks that would, like, dance around in the Ewok village that was there. And small child me was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I get on the ride. I have this life-changing experience. I walk off the ride into the gift shop. And I know that my grandfather can see this on my face. And he's like, I will buy you whatever you want from this shop. Just pick a thing. And I'm... Overwhelmed and looking at things. And so immediately, me being me is like, I want that. And I pick out a book that just happens to be The Courtship of Princess Leia. And he is like, That is what you want. And I'm like, No, it's got Leia on the cover. I have to have it. And he's like, Okay, sure. So he picked that up for me. And that became one of the ways that he really kind of supported me as a young, geeky child. Where he would buy me things at Christmas and for my birthday that were very Star Wars oriented. And then later other kind of fandom things too. But it was kind of this really great way that I felt very connected to my family through a oh, fandom. Even though he didn't always understand it, he was always really there. And be like, oh, I found this newspaper article about Star Wars. So I cut it out physically for you and have kept it until the next time you come to visit. Like, that level of, like, connection. So, Star Wars is a very, like, emotional and personal thing for me on a lot of levels. Beyond, of course, I, you know, everything that everyone else has said about fantastic storytelling and really interesting stories and concepts that come out of it.
0: Oh, man, that's amazing. So, the next question that I have, what is your favorite piece of Star Wars media? And we'll start with you this time, Juliet.
1: I haven't yet to figure out an answer to this.
0: I, mean, <laughs> I even serious? gave it to you ahead of time I know, and that's the worst part
1: Is that I have so many pieces of media that I, I love I mean, how am I supposed to pick between the original Saga movies Or the my newest addiction, you know, The Mandalorian Or yeah. my favorite books Which could, oh, I'll say it It's probably the Thrawn trilogy just because, you know, Mara Jade and stuff. Or the music, which again, scores my life. My mm. entire life. Like, every, so much of my life is just, I, I wrote, I wrote Marching band drill to Duel of the Fates. That's how much of a geek I am. <laughs> I don't have a favorite piece, but if I have to, those are like the top ones. How about that? Like, if if I'm going to pick a book, it's going to be the Thrawn Trilogy. If I'm going to pick...
0: You love to cheat these questions. This is a habit with you.
1: I can't (laughs) help it. I suck at narrowing things down.
0: Okay. So I put all our names in a random number generator. That's how I'm coming up with these orders. So I'm next. I'm going to go Empire Strikes Back. I know it's traditional. I know it's like the most basic thing ever, but it's true. I absolutely adore that movie. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I think that it's... Again, I think that when Lucas is working with somebody is when the best magic happens in Star Wars. When there's somebody to filter and sift and refine his great ideas. And I think that's what we got with Empire. I think it's part of the Star Wars saga. It is, you know, from the outline that Lucas wanted. But there is just something that pops in that one that I think is higher than... Uh, either A New Hope or Return of the Jedi. I think that the cast were on the top of their game. The chemistry is just like leaping off of, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher in that movie. And I I think there's something to be said of the downbeat ending. It excites you knowing that it's not the end of the story, but that your heroes are in a bad place. It creates that tension and that desire to see more. So I like that they were willing to go with that as an ending point also so yeah for me for me it's empire. there's lots of other good stuff i mean just like juliet was saying and i mean there are my favorite novels and there are other things too that i absolutely love so it's not like well i'm just about empire but like yeah i, I still think empire that's the one i mean I, I always come back to that and Corey, next up is you what is your favorite piece of star wars media
2: i feel a little like juliet <laughs> in that there are so many different genres of star wars media it's it's or even just like Do you pick a book, a video game, a movie? I don't know. There's so much. Where do you start? Because I think that as I have grown, that piece of media has changed a little bit. And I hate to be stereotypical and say the Thrawn trilogy, but also Rebels because Thrawn. And I know that, like, again, I know it's stereotypical. I know what I am. But I'm I'm all about the Chiss, so there I am. Like, it's it's all about Thrawn. Sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, and that's the thing, though. There's a reason why certain things are considered the most popular, you know, are in them always the most popular tier is because they are really good and they do resonate with a large number of people. So I think when you're talking about favorites, it's okay to be, like, part of the crowd because, you know, it, it is, you know, I mean, there's reasons why these things are popular. Ashley.
3: So I know that they're somewhat controversial, but the sequel trilogy era is actually my favorite thing about Star Wars. I just really connected with the characters, Rey, Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren. I just love seeing the great acting performances behind those characters. And Rey in particular means a lot to me. Just seeing a young woman taking a journey to become a Jedi, I've been able to get into cosplaying. I have three different Ray cosplays my husband says it's too many I think that there's still more I could do so
0: <laughs> so that that literally was your first cosplay was Ray
3: I'd done some cosplays in the past but I would say this was my first like really serious when I sat down and tried to think about getting fabric that matches the being as much screen accurate as possible. Mm. I learned how to work with leather so I could make my own belt. It just it means a lot to me to be able to cosplay this character that is so special to my heart. And in terms of Star Wars books, my favorite author is Claudia Gray. She just does a wonderful job delving deeply into characters and showing their emotional journey. So if people are ever hesitant to get into the new canon stuff I always recommend her as a great start because she's really talented and she's an author who speaks a lot to me but in general there's so much about Star Wars that I like there's things I appreciate about every era and I'm sure if you asked me in five years it my favorite Star Wars thing might be one of these Disney plus shows that I haven't even seen yet so I always try to be open for what new stuff is coming down the road
0: all right so but you said the sequel trilogy but if you had to narrow it down to one of the three movies which movie would it be
3: well, of course I have to pick the most controversial, which is The Last Jedi. So I always, when people ask me what my favorite Star Wars is, I feel like yelling The Last Jedi and then running in fear because I don't know how they're going to respond. But
0: <laughs> You're in a I've safe always... space here. Yes. You're in a safe space here. You can declare your love for The Last <laughs> Jedi.
3: It's okay,
1: I'm a fan of the sequels. (laughs) Oh,
3: good, good. So it always feels a little bit nervous mentioning that in the Star Wars community, but I am happy to discuss these films. And I personally don't mind when people disagree without media because I think that makes just a richer discussion. Like people bring their own opinions and personal life experiences into it. So I think you can get some really great discussions when people don't necessarily agree that something's awesome, as long as we can have it in a nice way and not get upset about, I've learned... It's not always a good idea to talk about Star Wars on Twitter, so.
0: <laughs> well, no, and that's the thing, and that's why I want to have this podcast, too. It's going to be fine if we all read a book and, like, three of us say it's trash and two of us like it or vice versa. You know, like, that's fine. I, and I, I know all of you, so I'm pretty sure we're going to be all respectful of each other and everything. But, you know, yeah, that's the thing. I like those kinds of discussions. As, you know, it's just like, yeah, when like you say, when, when fans get into, like, rage... Yeah, and they're coming at the person rather than just discussing what they feel about the work, that's when it's a problem and that's not going to be a problem for us I don't think. So yeah, it's perfectly fair for us to disagree when we actually have disagreements about stuff. And Joe, what about you? What is your favorite piece of Star Wars media?
4: Well, Ashley, you're going to enjoy this. It's The Last Jedi, baby! I'm so
3: excited (laughs) to find more people. (laughs) You guys are my friends already.
4: (laughs) It's just uh it's seriously I mean I haven't experienced a lot of Star Wars I've only mostly just the, the movies so I don't have like a wide range to choose from as some of you do but yeah The Last Jedi I think is the is the best Star Wars movie movie to me cuz it just it looks great it does so many interesting things a lot of like what Nathan was saying about Empire Strikes Back I think applies to it as well it's a it's that I don't know the middle movie is always good. It's just it it does a lot of interesting things with the characters. It puts them in interesting different places. I think there was a lot of controversy about like it sort of taking the first movie and taking them in direction different directions. But like that's fun to me. I don't want to see the same thing. I want new exciting stuff. So I I and I just love Ryan Johnson as well. I loved him before the Last Jedi came out. I loved Brick and the Brothers Bloom and um I liked Looper. So yeah, I was and Knives Out was amazing. So oh, yes, 100%. Last Jedi.
1: Yeah.
4: Last Jedi's is beautiful. Love it.
0: So yeah. Now that we've lost half our listening on No. Um yeah. so. <laughs> To those still listening, thanks for being right. here. <laughs> So, I mean, for those of you listening, if you hate Last Jedi, that's perfectly fine. I mean, keep listening to us because I think we're going to have some interesting discussions. We And and, and but by the way, I'm not saying that I hate Last Jedi. I'm just saying that we're going to have some interesting discussions because I don't think I love it quite as much as you guys do. So it'll be interesting when we, when we talk I'll say about there's, it.
4: There's, there's at least one Star Wars movie that I don't like at all. So we'll keep that a mystery. Ooh, Ooh, there
0: we go. Yeah. Okay, so... Final question for now is how do you feel about continuity and canon? So let's start with you this time, Ashley.
3: I, in terms of canon, I like a franchise to feel like it fits together in the end. Like it's telling a unified story in theme, but I'm not personally a stickler for canon. To me, a good story is a good story. And if there's a good reason to break canon then sometimes you just have to go along with that. That's why I think I actually kind of thought it was a good idea that Lucasfilm went ahead and retired the legends. I'm glad that they still keep those wonderful stories available for people to dive into, but it allowed them some freedom to come over here and tell another story. So as long as the story makes sense and they're trying to make everything connect, I'm willing to forgive a few little details here and there as long as the story is good and the emotional core of the story resonates.
0: Okay. And Juliet.
1: I'm pretty sure that if people have listened to the 42 cast, they've heard my, my thoughts about certain canon things. I, when the prequels came out, I was very much adamant about certain canon things. Like they retconned Boba Fett's backstory and that destroyed my enjoyment of anything <laughs> about the prequels, especially from episode two on. Like Boba Fett is, is my dude. And they just turned him into something so much less that it took how many years up until like this year for me or a couple of years ago for me to finally start accepting the clones and everything else it took a lot of time so i i was holding on to canon like they they announced the sequels and they said we're archiving all of the original novels and i went you're gonna pry that canon out of my cold dead fingers and then i i gave it a chance because you know what it's star wars and i want to give it a chance and they're doing okay with it So I am accepting of, I'm accepting of canon changes when they make sense, or at least when I have like 25 years to get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could see my face, the (laughs) listeners right now, because I'm just like, eh.
0: Hey, do you know Boba Fett actually shows up in the comics before The Empire Strikes Back even came out?
1: I did not.
0: That's something that I found out while doing research for this show. So yeah, we'll get to Boba Fett. Apparently, like, they did such a great advertising campaign on this character coming that, you know, they even had him in the comics and stuff
4: before the movie even came out. Wasn't he in the holiday special before Yes, the movie he is in the well? holiday yes. special.
0: No. That is his first appearance, yes.
1: See, I like continuity and I like canon and I think it's important. And I'm okay with the adjustments of it because Lord knows the Legends novels did plenty of it because they didn't come out in any sort of order. A lot mm. of them went back in the Han Solo trilogy and all of that. But they accounted for certain things and when you can do that with your writing like the sequels have done like the Clone Wars has done and all of that I'm okay with it. I'm okay with how they have incorporated certain things like Thrawn and bringing old canon into new.
4: And Joe? I am a big fan of continuity. That's why I do everything in order. But I'm not I am not like a stickler for canon. Like I like when things do wild different stuff. Like, I, I always look at it like when a movie is based on a book, I know it's not going to be the same thing, but it's like it's doing things that work for a movie that don't work for a book. So we're just like, you know, the MCU is not going to stick strictly to the comics and I wouldn't want it to. I want it to do its own weird thing and build off from there. I want new stuff. I don't mind if it's not exactly the same thing. So I'm like a super Doctor Who fan and that contradicts itself all the time, so uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind if it contradicts itself. If it's like, like you said, t- telling a, a good story, if it's fun, I'm in. But I do like continuity. I do like when it's like little, everything is nice and tight and tied together. But I will let that slide if it's doing something fun or interesting. Okay, Corey.
2: So y'all, I'm an X-Men comics fan, and I feel like that comics is a really important distinction there. What is canon? What is continuity? When are we going to change it? Is it going to be next week? That's fine. It happens. <laughs> so I, I really think for me, continuity depends on the media and the franchise and what you're working with. But also, when the big edict came down and they were like, well, the EU is now legends. And it is legends. I sat on my feelings for a minute and I, and then I thought about Many of the things that we are going to discuss in this podcast that are just, huh, they let somebody write that. And I was like, you know what? That might be a really good decision, actually. Maybe we should rethink some of these things. And yeah, okay, blank slate. Let's go. And let's just move forward. And so I, again, am used to this sort of, oh, no, we're resetting the clock, so to speak. And if it's done well, it's fantastic. And I think we're still kind of figuring some things out in Star Wars with continuity and with canon, and it's great. And I think it's been wonderful. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Either or, it depends. Especially when you have so so many writers working in the same universe, I think you're going to have some issues overall.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. For me, I think I'm going to end up being the biggest stickler for this. <laughs> That's okay, because this podcast is part of my therapy. So, like, one of the reasons I always loved Star Wars, once I really got hardcore into, like, media in the, when I was a teenager in the 90s, is that it was the only thing that I knew of where the comics, the novels, and even the video games were all part of the same story, where it was like, wow, you can read the X-Wing books and then you can fly those missions on the X-Wing computer game that my friend had and I'd go over his house and play that and I was like, and Thrawn was in the X-Wing game and it was just like... (sighs) what like like it all like comes together and fits together in like this nice thing and you know like i'm the person that when the mcu was like it's all connected it's like all these movies about all the characters and even the tv shows at first we're all connected it was like oh yeah no this is great like yeah because it's like the potential to tell a story is greater the more that you have there you know to be able to tell that story off of so you can tell a much better story over five movies than you could if every movie is an individual thing right the potential is there anyway and and i was i was a, even though i'm a comic fan i was a marvel comic fan which you know until the 21st century at least was one continuity all the way from 1939 onward they didn't do the reboot thing until recently so you know, again, I was I was very much like, yeah, yeah, this is what I like. I like for everything to just build off of each other and for everything to all fit back into in these nice little things. But yeah, I know it's, it's one of those things that I get it because like, yeah, you have to take the bad with the good when you do that too. And sometimes there's some really bad meat, Like there's some really bad Marvel comics mixed in with all of that. And there's some really problematic stuff mixed in with that. And same with star Wars and everything else. When you have these very long, you know, like franchises and everything. And so it's one of those things I'm trying to get over. And I understand that when it's new, I mean, that's the thing. It's even with like adaptations and things when it's a good adaptation and they do something interesting with the story that's different from the original source material, then it's worth it, right? It's just a lot of times I feel like when people do start taking liberties with source material, like they make bad decisions and that's why I'm like, no, no, because that was an essential thing that you took out, you know, that was an essential character trait or whatever, you know. So, uh, you know, I do sometimes have problems with that. But there are examples of times where I'm like, oh, man, yeah, like Casino Royale is a good example of, of something that diverges greatly, uh, you know, in some places from its source material, but I think is a great movie because you couldn't just translate that book that was written in like 1952 or whatever into a modern movie and be like, hey, here's your latest James Bond movie. So, yeah, yeah, I could get beyond it. So anyway, so, yeah, it is it is an important thing to me. And I am glad that Disney, even though they have hit the reset button, is at least taking everything from that point forward and still doing that same mindset of we're building on everything from when we took over Lucasfilm and we are going to continue it on. So they have their new version and they are trying to incorporate things that they know are popular from the old media like Thrawn. So we'll see how that goes with that. So at least they're not trying to just be like, yeah, even these things that worked, we're going to ignore. So yeah, those were my questions, just to give everybody sort of an insight onto, you know, about who we are before we started talking about A New Hope here. And of course, one of the things that one can never judge when doing a podcast is how long things are going to take. And so I've been sort of hesitant on where we're actually going to break this episode, because we're actually going to talk about A New Hope, as well as the novelization and the comics. And yes, Sticklers, I realized originally it was just called Star Wars. That there was no A New Hope, but I'm going to call it A New Hope because that's how people recognize it now, so I'm sorry. (laughs) That was actually the original Lucas edit was actually inserting episode four, A New Hope, after The Empire Strikes Back came out into the original movie.
4: Ah, the first of too many. (laughs)
0: Right, well yes, I do think it gets to be a problem also, but we'll get to that. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the original theatrical version of A New Hope. And just so that people understand the format, we're going to discuss what we think about the media that we discuss every episode. But we're going to make sure that we don't bring up anything from later media because that didn't exist when people were originally either reading it or watching it or doing whatever, you know, whatever kind of media it is. But then when we do our final thoughts, we're going to say whether it's worth your time to get into, and then we can sort of bring up okay well like you know you might feel this way because of this later thing or whatever but this is why i think it's something that you should still so we will bring in the context when we sort of close off so that's sort of the format we'll go through with each episode but i think this is going to end up being our introductory episode as far as just getting to know us because of where we're falling right now on time so everybody uh because i forgot to ask at the beginning just let people know if there are things or places where they can find you and we're not going to do that every episode, only if there are things that you want to bring up, you know, that we're we're going to do because we're going to be a set cast. We're going to say like, "Hey, this is the place to follow me," and then only if that changes will we bring it up like in a later episode, like, "Oh, follow me here. This is a new thing I'm doing," kind of thing. Just so that we can keep things going fairly quickly. But yes, next time we will be talking about a new hope, although for us it'll just be in a minute. Um, so, uh, Juliet, uh, why don't you uh, say goodbye and let people know where they can find you?
1: Well, it was awesome to meet everybody because I haven't met most of you before. And you can find me on Instagram as Rumi Elf, R-U-M-I-E-L-F. I post a lot of running pictures on there. Don't be intimidated. It's just me running from zombies. I'm also on Twitter as The underscore Visible underscore Elf. And now on YouTube more regularly, posting ridiculously silly karaoke videos, also under Rumi Elf. Yeah, I started a Patreon to make extra money posting ridiculous karaoke videos. But the best place you can probably find me more regularly is listening to our podcast about Doctor Who called Time Streams. We wa- where Nathan and I were watching back through all the classic Who. I've never seen it before. This is like my first time ever watching it, so it's pretty interesting.
0: And I've watched it so many, many, many times over and over since I was five years old.
1: If you want to hear about some serious talk of uh, some Thal fashion, or why does Ian always use a pen light, this is the place to go.
0: All right. And Ashley, why don't you say goodbye and let people know where they can find you?
3: I can be found on the ESO podcast website. I blog about movies, TV shows, and you can also find me on Twitter at Jedi Ash One.
0: All right. And Joe, why don't you say goodbye and let people know where they can find you.
4: Goodbye. You can find me. I'm minty pineapple on all social media. Uh, I have mintypineapple.com as well. I do videos and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I also have a podcast on the ESO network called the watchathon of Rassilon. Nathan has been on it a handful of times. I'm also going through all of doctor classic doctor who in order. We're currently in the sixth doctor era. I do that with my wife, Tony. I pointed at her, so that's great for an audio podcast. Also, I want to shout out that uh, I've been writing pop culture articles, television articles, uh, on a website called The Dip, that's D-I-P-P, and particularly for this podcast, I'd like to say that I did a story about how I'm pretty positive that The Mandalorian is setting up a spinoff called Star Wars Younglings. That's basically just Muppet Babies, but with Star Wars characters. So go check (laughs) that out. I
0: I love the concept.
4: (laughs) As someone who also remembers watching Muppet Babies as a child.
1: I would totally watch it. I
4: broke the whole thing down, like, using the theme song, and I changed the theme song to be Star Wars related, so. Nice.
1: I approve of this.
0: Alright, so, Corey, why don't you say goodbye and let people know where they can find you?
2: Goodbye. Uh, You can usually find me on both Instagram and Twitter under Zombalicious. Or you can find me as a co-host on the horror-themed podcast called Culture Cryptids. Where we talk about all of your favorite monsters, tropes, and ridiculousness from the horror movies you love, hate, and really love to hate.
0: Nice. And I'm Nathan, and in addition to time streams, I also host the 42Cast, which is a show where we talk about anything in geeky media. It's always a different topic, different cast. So uh, check that out if that sounds interesting to you too. And this has been Legendary Forces. May the Force be with you. You've been listening to Legendary Forces, a part of the 42Cast family of podcasts. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please email us at everything at 42Cast.com. Theme music is Let's Start the Show by Ben Gibbs. Check out more of his work at bgibbs.com. Thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.